Hey, this is Melissa, creator and founder of Femtrepreneur, and you're listening to Fem Radio. Don't forget to subscribe to the Fem Radio podcast wherever podcasts are found so that you can be notified when each episode goes live. Hey, Femme Radio, this is your host, Melissa Goncalves, with an incredible guest for you. I have been so excited to get this episode out because this guest is so near and dear to my heart. I credit this person with giving me my first actual opportunity in corporate. Um, She was my first manager when I graduated college. And I talk about her in so many other episodes on Femme Radio. So if you are an avid listener, um, you will recognize this person. And I'm sure you're just as excited to hear from her as I was to interview her for this show. Um, And this guest is Jennifer Panessa. So Jennifer has over 10 years of experience working in sports. She is now the director of venue solutions at Chiron Higo. She is a badass. She truly is the embodiment of this entire show. She is someone who's incredibly career focused. She is an ally, a mentor. She is, when I tell you, for the females in the workplace, I have experienced it firsthand. Um, Jennifer truly is the absolute best. She taught me how to lead by example because she did everything. She worked nights, she worked weekends, she worked holidays. She set the tone for what a manager should be. And I, you know, when I ultimately stepped into management, so many of the things that I learned from being managed by her, I continued with my own team. And I think it's just such a true testament to her character and her integrity throughout this entire episode. You'll hear so much information from her based on just her career trajectory, but more so, we talk about a lot of issues that women face in the workplace today. So I think you'll really like this episode. It's sort of different than a lot of the other ones that I've released. Um, We speak about the pressures of not having a family and the pressures of having a family, right? Not being married, not having children, being more career focused, the stigma that surrounds um, someone in their 30s not being married and not having kids, right? Um, And I think that sometimes we hesitate to have those conversations, but they're so necessary. Um, So I hope you enjoy this episode without further ado, because I know I'm rambling as I always do. Um, Here is Jen Vanessa. Hey, Femme Radio, this is your host, Melissa Goncalves, and I am here with one of my favorites, Jen Panessa. Jen, hello, welcome to the show. Hey, Melissa, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I feel like it's been so many, like literally at least two years at this point (laughs) where we've been trying to sync and we were really wanting to do it in person. So I feel like we kept kept pushing it off and pushing it off and now it's just like, let's just talk. Let's make it work. For real, definitely. I know that's just, well, that's just what happens when you're busy with life too, right? So. Right. Exactly. So to give our listeners a little bit of a background, when I talk on previous episodes about how I had this bomb ass manager when I first jumped into the workforce, 
it's Jen. I'm speaking about Jen. So Jen really set the tone on how to lead by example. And I mean like working late, working weekends, being available 24 seven, and it probably damaged her mental health, but she was there for her employees. And it really set such a great example for me. So during this episode, we're gonna talk about women in sales, women in sports, uh, breaking those societal norms, you know, with those typical things that you hear about, like sales isn't for women, um, all that good stuff. So Jen, I'll let you introduce yourself a little bit to our listeners and then we'll dive right in. Sure, uh, Melissa, I'm laughing. It's so funny because then I really don't even think I knew what it took to be a leader, so. <laughs> Um, I appreciate that. It's interesting how, how much people evolve over time. But yes, I'm Jen Panessa. I am the Director of Venue Solutions at Chiron Hago. Uh, we are a full sports and broadcast technology and software company right now. Uh, my side of the business is specifically related to sports and sports venues. Uh, to give you just a quick little overview, what we provide is the software and the content management control technology, as well as virtual solutions and telestration tools that are used to enhance a sports production in venue or through live TV. Uh, so it's, it's pretty complicated, but that kind of gives you the overall View. So we are providing a full ecosystem of solutions to make sure that our sports clients have everything they need to produce a game. That's awesome. So when we worked together, we were basically client services, right? So what yes. really directed you into the sales sector? So funny. I was actually just talking to someone about this. I was looking back and I, in my head was saying, when did I ever decide to work in sales and how did I get there? <laughs> um, so yeah, you're right. So when I started at ANC, I came in as an account coordinator. So it was really strictly client service. Um, as you know, you know, the team grew over time and client service um, was a main reason for um, growing business and retaining business, right? So when we were there, we were on the forefront of a change in just display signage. So from permanent to digital, right? And in order to do that and grow that business, especially in the technology world, you have to maintain the right relationship. So I think where I started to see myself more as a salesperson was when I started to see that customer service and relationship management was really what a successful salesperson is. Um, and we were doing that. Um, and we were, I just wasn't on the outside sales side of that. So when I actually left ANC, you know, after five years, um, and I went on to the broadcast business, I was still in the client service side of it. And I was like, you know, this is just not really what I wanna do. I really enjoyed the ability to watch business grow for other people, watch and help them gain new revenue and see how they're doing that. And so I became a very solutions focused um, business person. Um, and from there, you know, I ended up getting an opportunity to go to work for the Durham Bulls selling sponsorship. <laughs> I laugh now because at the time I'm like, did I even know what sponsorship really was? <laughs> Um, and so I took a big risk <laughs> and 
I, and what I did know, which is crazy, was the way that the LED world was working and what I learned from my clients from A and C and how they were utilizing it. So I'm like, all right, well, at least I got that down. Um, and then I went into sponsorship sales and I saw it, like I started to see the ability to get creative and, and really figure out what the right solution was for each of these different companies. And I loved it. And that's when I said, okay, I guess I'm, I guess I'm kind of good at sponsorship sales. Uh, maybe this is where I, I need to be. And that opportunity actually led me to work for IMG before it was actually Learfield IMG to get into the collegiate space. So I understood sponsorship at that point. Um, I didn't understand the collegiate space to that level. So I was able to take, you know, all the experience that I have between ANC and doing sponsorship with the Durham Bulls and apply it to the collegiate world um, and doing strictly sponsorship sales for, you know, multimedia rights holders. Um, and that was something I enjoyed more than I can tell you. I learned more about myself, my career, about others, and also about sales than I've ever learned before. Um, and I remember the first, the first month I was like, this is, this is so hard. I don't know how I'm going to do this. And then I said, Jen, you're a relationship person, you know, client service is the thing. All you have to do is go out there and build these relationships over again. And I did that. And we grew the property 20% in a year. And it led me to move on to Georgia Tech to a power five school. And I got to have that experience, which was similar, but much different. So each of those jobs as like a salesperson, there's, even though they're different, one thing remains the same in sales. Um, if you are a solutions-based seller and you are heavily focused on relationships, you can sell anything. That's my motto. So I ended up getting contacted to come to my company now, um, and it was bringing together my background from all the different companies that I had worked for, um, A&C, S&T, the Durham Bulls, IMG, and come in and now sell you know, what we're selling now. And so I can tell you that I would not be a successful salesperson at my company now if I did not have that diverse background, for sure. What are some of the misconceptions that you believe surround sales in general that might deter people from jumping into the industry? Yeah, so people always think like, oh, I'm not like, a, I, I, I'm not a car salesman type. And the one thing about sales and, and going, you know, going into it now, there are those types of salespeople out there. Um, and that's a problem because they're, that, that's just not the way that they're going to retain or grow business, unfortunately. The thing about sales is you are a consultant, right? You are consulting. So you are identifying problems and then you're providing solutions to those problems, right? And you need to be able to anticipate that's going to be that comes from relationship management. It comes from business development. It comes from research. It comes from understanding the trends. So I think that people are so afraid to jump into sales because they think number, well, I, I, gotta, I gotta hit this number by this certain time and I gotta do this and it's so cut through and it's that. It's really not, you know, once you've navigated how to properly provide a solution and offer proper customer service and understand relationship management, the sale is the easiest part and the least amount of work. Long-term 
Relationship management is a success to sales. Short-term relationship management will not help you be successful. So that's such a good, like a great way to put it because I feel as though that's true, right? I, I think from my experience in the salespeople that I have known or did know in the past, that's how I felt, right? That they were just like career bullshitters. And I'm like, I can't, I'm not a bullshitter. I can't succeed in that industry because mm-hmm. I'm just like too, I'm too genuine. I can't lie like this. Right. Yeah. But you're saying that that's, that's not, those are not going to be great salespeople. They might get a really good deal here and there, but they're not going to be long-term yep. um, sustainable salespeople. Exactly. So, you know, there's different types of sales out there. Uh, there is short-term sales, which are, which are very transactional. And it takes a certain type of person to do that. Um, and I think that successful people who are in that short-term transactional sale, they still, you know, successful sellers still care because they know it's an immediate need, right? And if you can relay that and understand the needs of the buyer, then you'll be great. And that is something that's similar. But when it comes to a business that I'm in, the way that I look at every single one of my clients is how can I help them a month from now? How can I help them a year from now? And how can I help them five years from now? And that's the way to develop a relationship. I have to look back and say, Jen, you have to be able to call them up five years from now. That's the kind of relationship that you need. And when you have that mentality and you understand and genuinely care and build a friendship in a lot of ways, then they will have trust in you. They'll be loyal and they'll understand. I know Jen is really here to help us. I know Jen is looking out for our best interest. So I wanted to switch gears a bit and speak to the sports industry, right? I feel like you've held so many different roles within sports. You've pivoted into different companies and organizations. What is the process of starting over? And, and I don't, you know, I don't want to put too much emphasis right on, on being the, the woman in the office, but what's the process for you when you start at a new company? What are some things that you're taking into consideration and how are you sort of navigating the waters? Yeah. So it's a, it's such a great question. So it, we are going to, we will address that I'm a female, right? So <laughs> I, I actually did like some self-reflection since I, you know, recently was promoted into this role and I watched the evolution of my career and how I've evolved uh, and how I've matured, right? That's just part of life. And I looked back and I remember um, the fear that I had, right? I was afraid to speak up, Um I was more about pleasing other people than genuinely thinking about myself. And that goes for every role. So, you know, it's natural instinct to get a new job and say, well, what do I have to do to make these people happy? But as you get older, it's actually just as important to make sure that you're doing what makes you happy, right? And I think a lot of people don't take time to recognize that until it's too late. And I've made that mistake. I've been like, yep, I'm going to do that. I'm going to be irrational. I'm going to take that job. I'm going to do whatever they want for me to do. And then I'm going to burn out and I'm going to be unhappy. Right. So migrating into like, you know, this new company, it was something I was unfamiliar with, but I, I do know, and and I had a previous boss tell me this learning is uncomfortable, right? And any new job requires learning. 
And you need to feel uncomfortable to feel comfortable. And so I took that with me to my new company. And now I'm a female with over 10 years of experience in the sports industry. And I said to myself, it's fine. You can feel uncomfortable. Be accountable. You don't understand what this is. So you're going to learn about it. You're going to make mistakes and you're going to ask questions. But that's the only way you're going to get better. And so that's the mentality that I've had as a transitioning in. Now, the other part of it is it's pretty simple to say and, and it's reality, but I'm a woman, right? And there's not many females in my company. And so we can be dubbed as emotional uh, when really we're just stating our concerns or our feelings. And so you have to start to familiarize yourself with the difference. So do you actually know yourself well enough to say that I am being emotional? Um, do I know myself well enough to say that I'm making a case with valid data to back it up so that I am going to be seen as correct or she's got a point, right? So you start to have to navigate that. And it's unfortunate, but it's about self-awareness. That's really what it comes down to. The more self-aware you are, the more you can check, okay, let me just backtrack for a second. And one of the big things that I always tell everybody and, you know, and especially anybody I work with or even myself is uh, take a step back before you react or think about writing something because it is human nature to use emotion over um, rationale thinking. So I've done a lot of that. And in that case, unfortunately, it's sad to say, but it does give you more credibility, right? Because you are now responding with a thought, a clear thought. The second part of it is, is that moving into this new role as a promotion, I remember um, I was asked within my company, you know, Jen, are you, are you up for this challenge? And I said, if you look back in all the jobs I've ever had, I'm pretty sure I had challenge written on my forehead, right? I, as a person, am a go-getter. I rarely ask for help if I don't have to, but when I do, I will ask for it. And I'm always looking to make things better, including myself. So, you know, I often, like at the beginning of each week, always say, Jen, what are you going to do this week that's going to make you a better person? And that could apply to myself, that could apply to my health, that could apply to my family, that could apply to work. But I make sure by the end of the week, every Friday, that I feel fulfilled by the week that I had, right? And so these little things that are part of self-awareness actually help you navigate other people and how you react to others. So being a female, um, I always am so um, sure about what I say before I say it, which it's unfortunate, right? Do we, do we have to do that? The reality is we do. But one thing that I will say is don't be afraid to say anything. Just think about it before you say it. That's all. And so as a female, speak your mind, do what you want to do, have your points and your opinions heard, but make sure you actually think about them before you state them or write them down. I had one of my uh, female managers at the time approach me and she was like, I noticed that in meetings, when you go to speak up, you phrase things and in, instead of being, you know, confident in, in what you're saying, it's almost like you're waiting for someone else to like give you the sign off that, 
you're right in thinking the way that you're thinking or in, in presenting that thought that you were presenting. So I would also add that if you are going to speak up and when you do speak up, do so confidently. Don't be me. <laughs> do so confidently and own your shit. Own what you're about to say. Yes. And here, no, Melissa, that's such a great point because I was guilty of that, right? And here's why. I would often use the word, I feel, right? I feel mm -hmm. like this customer is upset because then as I started to like evolve and really understand what I was saying, it's, there's nothing wrong with feeling a certain way. But when you make that statement, you have to have the ability to say, I feel this way because I don't have the facts just yet. I'm going to get them for you. And when I do, I'll know the answer, right? And so right. that's kind of the, the mentality that you, you would love to like have younger women understand that it's okay to say I feel, but it's, it's you gotta come back with the facts to turn it into I know, right? And mm -hmm. if you don't feel comfortable saying that right then and there, then wait, right? You don't have to speak up for no reason. You don't have to say something because you think you have to say something. So maybe you go back, you think about it, you find the facts, the data, whatever you need, and you come back and confidently say, I know the answer. Right, right. So I wanted to chat a little bit about um, your Instagram story from a few, I feel like it was a few nights ago or last <laughs> week maybe. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to give you the opportunity, obviously, to, to speak through it and, and speak to what your thoughts were. Yeah, so <laughs> it's interesting. I... I guess really what it is, is it's been something that I was thinking a lot about, right? And, and, and this is like, we're gonna get to the, to the personal side of, of my life right now. So, you know, I'm a, and everyone really that knows me knows that I am super ambitious. I'm super career focused. Um, that is a big priority in my life. And I own that. I am fully accountable. That's me. And that is who I am. Now, over the years, I've had, you know, serious relationships and, and all of that. And in the most recent years, as I was navigating like that growth of me as a human, but also the growth of my career, I started noticing that I was not putting in as much effort um, in the personal side of relationships. And, and that means, you know, love relationships and all of that. And I then had this epiphany that, well, you know what? It's because I, I'm just not ready and I'm really not there yet. I, you know, I have this mission, I have this goal and I've had this goal my entire life, um, especially, you know, in my, my later years of, of growing up from college on that I was going to get to this place in my career, which I'm still not there yet, mind you, before I can fully be available to somebody else. Now, with that being said, I'm 34 years old. Um, I'm young. I have been in the industry a long time. Um, I'm very young for where I am in my career as well. And a lot of the times I hear from people, well, when are you going to get married? Like, when are you just going to like take a break from work? When are you like going to find somebody and settle down with? Is it is it just you? Like, why do your, your relationships never work out? Whose fault is that? Ugh. And that has been very common. So 
I look at and I'm like, man, I guess from the outside, because people have their own opinions and perspectives and social media sways people to believe certain things that I just look like I'm sabotaging my relationships or not able to keep a boyfriend. When in reality, that's not the case, right? I think I'm just a lot more self-aware than others in order to make sure that I can fully be present in a relationship the way that I need to be. And to be completely honest, I don't think that's selfish. I actually think it's selfless for the other person. Now, absolutely. those comments have kind of got to me, right? Because I've heard recently people saying like, oh, you know, you're not going to be able to do this job and, and have a child. And I'm like, whoever said that that was the case? Who actually ever said I wanted to have children? Did you ever ask me that question? Did you ever ask me what my thoughts were about <laughs> my future? No. And so a lot of people out there, I think, believe, and women uh, really believe that they can't do both. Now, I will tell you that I have some amazing, oh my God, amazing women in my life. And my best friends who are moms, married, and working and kicking ass, Melissa. And they are literally like, they're just doing it, right? Um, and so I understand that it's hard for them because maybe they were fortunate enough to find the right person or their, you know, their relationship style was different than mine, but there's nothing against them and them being moms. I fully support them. I think that they're amazing and everybody's got a different path in life, but that doesn't take away who I am and what type of person I am. Why are we constantly praising that? than not praising women who don't want to have children or maybe not ready to have children yet and are also not ready to settle down. What's the difference? Right. That's my argument, right? And completely. I, it, it's just, it's just, it's like, you're so great. You're being praised for all those things that you do. But I'm literally in grad school. I am volunteering. I am also running a, like my division. I'm working for a sports technology company where it sucks up my life. I am really just as busy. I might not be caring for a child the same way, or, but our responsibilities are just being allocated differently. And I want yes. to be able to get that perception out there that we are all different and we're all doing things differently and that is okay. And women should not feel pressured to settle down or feel internally because honestly, subconsciously, it's human nature to say, oh man, like my clock is ticking. Like I'm 34, am I going to be able to have a kid in four years? Uh, well, what if like this happens or this happens and you give yourself the what ifs and then I sit back and I'm like, no, because your path is your path. You're on your own path. You've created your own path and you can't be diverted by outside influences, right? So mm -hmm. I've like taken so much time to self-reflect deep soul search type things where I want to confidently say to anybody, back up, I'm not doing what you're doing. That's it. And I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but I also want people to know, stop asking me questions that are not the right questions to ask and maybe set, take a step back and let's have an open discussion about it. And the other part is, right. is that women, I think, out there need to know 
that they have to take time to do that digging, right? Figure out what you really want. Because I know some people who were working on this thing, they love work and they said, Jen, I can't go back. I'm never going back to work. My child is my life and that's amazing, right? Guess what? You know why I have respect there is because they know that. They search deep for that. They're fully accountable for their actions. So when it comes to women and parenting, relationships, uh, navigating the rest of your life, gender um, you know, equality or preference of you know, who you love, take a step back and really think through, are you accountable for your own decisions? Because if you aren't, then you don't have the ability to talk to somebody else. That's how I feel. A hundred percent. I think you just touched on so many things that I also is sort of go through in my mind, right? Is the, I mean, first I could think about even just jumping into the workforce in general, right? Having a job that was unlike any of my other friends' jobs where they could literally clock in at nine, leave at five, life was great. Unlike us where we were working nights, weekends, holidays. So I'm exhausted. I had a really difficult day today. I, I have to get to bed. And they'd be like, work is so hard. Maybe you should leave and go find another job. Like there's no way that they should be overworking you. Just leave at five. And that's just not my reality. Right. Um, And very similarly to the point that you mentioned, even just in finding a partner, it's really hard to find someone who matches your level of energy care Mm -hmm. and sort of like a give a shit meter about your job because there's not many people who care about their job and about progressing up the ladder. And that's fine. That's fine. But it's important to know that if that's the level that I'm on, then I need someone who understands that and is a hundred percent on board with me approaching that. Right. So it goes two ways. Like that goes back to the questions asking, you know, uh, do you know if I found what I'm looking for? Um, do you know if I, do you know my internal situation in regards to that? Now, not passing blame on the other person, it's, it's just as your responsibility to understand yourself too, right? And when right. you're at a level that you can actually be uh, selfishly selfless, is how I like to say it, you will start to understand what you need what you can offer, how much you can be present, and then you'll also find in return what somebody else can do for you. So it is just as much as our own accountability um, that matters in this particular situation. And I want a really, really funny thing though, the other day, or like it was a few weeks ago, I was talking and I said, you know what, I wonder how many couples or new couples have asked in the very beginning, what are your core values, right? And my mm. friend was like, I, well, I don't even know if I know my own. And that's when I said, exactly. You know, so you have to be able to start to navigate yourself and understand yourself enough to be able to be the best version of you for somebody else. And I always have to say that to people, right? Paths are different. We want different things. We have to understand different things. You know, you have to be self-aware. People can say all the things you want to hear, Melissa, 
but they don't mean anything unless they do them. That's it. Exactly. So, you know, that comes a lot to do with that soul searching. Uh, when you say something and you're like, well, do I actually mean that? And you'll know if you mean it because you'll naturally do it. You shouldn't have to be right. forced to do it. So. Absolutely. And I think it's such like an interesting perspective from my sort of myself, because I don't ever in you know, and people can listen to this and make their own judgments, but I don't ever think about marriage, children, to the extent at which a lot of my friends do anymore. I think if you had asked me when I was 23, I would have been like, oh, I'll be married in two years with a big family and a big house and all these things. And, and now since I guess, you know, having all these things and all these dreams and all these goals that I have for myself, it's not as much a priority as it used to be when I was younger. But sometimes when I'm sort of in the bubble, that is like my group of mm -hmm. friends where everyone's engaged, everyone's, everyone's getting married, everyone's having kids. I'm like, Oh my God, I got to do it. I got to get there. Yeah. Like sing out. And then like, I, I exit that bubble and I'm like, ew, no, I'm not ready. <laughs> it's not for me. <laughs> well, that's humans. Like, you know, that's also females genetics. Like we're born that way we always want to be happy who doesn't want to have love who doesn't want right. to have that family who all of those things and don't get me wrong I do right everyone probably thinks I'm like some cold-hearted person from the outside where they're like <laughs> herself, but really no I'm selfishly being selfless that's the thing and in order to do what's right and my okay so I have a financial advisor and he actually, it was great. Yesterday he said, he, he brought up something and he's like, well, what's your, you know, what's like, just give me like a goal. Like what, you know, what's an immediate goal? And I said, um, more, most people would say, I want to have this amount of money by I'm 40 or I want to retire. And I said, I will not have children until I'm debt free. And he was like, wow, that is one of the best things I've ever heard. And I think you're the only woman who's ever said that. And I said, you know why? Because that goal could be as short or long as I please, but I will promise you until I am debt free, I will not have a child. That, that was my, that was me. I'm super accountable. Uh, let's now, let, let's take into consideration, let's be smart, let's make the right decisions, you know, the right. accidents happen, but that's what, <laughs> that's my thought process. And I think that a lot of people can do that and say, you know, I'm not going to settle down um, or really go out and start dating until blah, 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 blah. I wrote my first book or I finished grad school or I finished this article or I, I finished, you know, this painting that I've been focused on. Like, don't lose sight of yourself. Set a goal, right, for your own self because what it does is it helps you evolve as a person and it helps you feel fulfilled enough to give that to somebody else right 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 and it, it it just helps you sort of center your mind when there is that goal just i a very similar mindset to you where i feel like i have to be in a certain financial position before i can make you know big life decisions and my boyfriend and i actually had this conversation a few weeks ago where we were like all right by the end of this year we want x amount of dollars in each of our savings accounts like we want yeah. to make sure that like we're at at this number by the end of this year so now we have to really peel back and go from there. Like 
we can't go out to eat every night. We can't order in. We can't yeah. make silly decisions. So yeah. it just makes you sort of reset your your mind and your thought process. Yeah, and I think I think Melissa, you are very very excellent at setting goals, right? And you might not even set them publicly, but I know that you set them internally or between, <laughs> you know, you know, just you in without giving that out, but you do a really great job on that. And it's proven because your success comes in a nice evolution. Like, because every time you do that, you're evolving as a person, right? And you really, <laughs> yes. truly, really, truly have showed that to the outside world. And I think that's incredible and a great example. Um, and it's, it's definitely, you know, women like you and platforms like you that can kind of help not really change, you know, the, the world of women. There's nothing we can do, but change how you understand yourself and other women is really the yes. question and the goal here. You know, I had someone going back to the Instagram. Uh, I laugh about it because it was funny. And I had some really great people were like, hell yeah, Jen, this is amazing. Thank you for saying this. I like blah, blah, blah. And people I've honestly never talked to that I didn't even know followed me. <laughs> And then I had someone say to me, uh, I think you're just bitter because you don't have a man or you're not married. That was the, what I got. Oh. And I said, okay, so you're, you're exactly the reason I'm saying this. Uh, if you, if you, did you listen to it? I think you need to do a little soul reflection as being a female because you don't ever say your opinion, like I mentioned, without having facts. What she could have done is said, hey, I want to talk to you about your post. Like, what's, what's it about? You know, like, what are your thoughts? Have an open mm -hmm. conversation. Learn from someone else other than yourself and that you're different from. Um, and so guess what? I said that. We did it. And we ended the conversation on a really positive note, right? I could have easily been like, F this, you know? But I was like, hey, listen, I see your perspective, but this is what I want to tell you to do and understand. And we ended the conversation perfectly. So, you know, that was good, I guess. <laughs> I mean, a learning, a learning point, right? Like a, <laughs> a learning, an educational moment, if you will. Um, but that's, that's so funny because I sort of to go back to that point of um, like marriage and parenting, right? And all of that, all of that jazz. Um, you touched on a really great point where it's like, you might not have a kid right now, but you're going to grad school. Like there's something mm -hmm. that's like sucking the energy from you that is not a simple job. And it also, I think what people fail to take into consideration when they make assumptions that like, oh, if you don't have kids and you're not busy, like you can't be tired because you don't have kids. And it's like, there's such a failed assumption that like, you're not putting as much mental energy into something yep. else as, yep. as they are into their families. Yep, exactly, exactly. We just are diverting our energy differently. That's, that's just right. the way that it is. And it's so funny, people who don't, who haven't, you know, gone to grad school or, se or a secondary education of some, some kind, like say, or like continuing it at like law school or doctors. I mean, we definitely, they definitely understand but some people always say to me, like, they don't realize how big of a deal it is to be a working professional in an in industry and then go to school at the same time and try to navigate life, right? Yep. It's, it's funny. And I was talking to my colleague slash friend in the industry, and he said, I'm never going back to school again after I did that grad program. 
I understand what you're going through, Jen. It's not easy. And I was like, you know, that's the thing. You don't know if you don't know. And you don't know what right. you don't know. So instead of making assumptions or making comments that you, that you really don't understand, just have an open conversation um, and get to know somebody and how they're feeling. Um, one other thing I would like to add, and I don't know if you run into this, but, you know, in the same regard, uh, just because I don't have a family or I don't have a husband doesn't mean that I don't deserve to be checked on as well. So, you know, I might be busting my ass with work and school and busy and going out and traveling and doing all these exciting things, but does that make it okay for somebody else to say, hey, Jen, how are you doing? How's it going? Like, like are you, I can't imagine how busy you are. And mm -hmm. how often do we do that for the people that we know that have families and husbands and things like that. And on t and to go off of that, like how many times do you recall being in a conference room where you're like, wow, I'm so stressed or damn, like I'm exhausted today. And someone's like exhausted. You don't know exhausting exhaustion until you have a child. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then you're like, oh, okay. I guess I, I'll, I've never been exhausted in my entire life because I don't have a kid yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's kind of the thing. So I, I think people just need to kind of just step back, take a look, um, and, and, and think, hey, listen, that PR that came out about me and my job promotion, yeah, a lot of people congratulated me, people that I know, people who are not even in the industry, but only a very few know how damn hard I've worked to get there. This is not an overnight thing. This isn't like Jen's got luck. This isn't Jen just happened to walk into this. This is me busting my ass putting in the same amount of hours as anybody else out there, getting the least amount of sleep because that was my goal and that was my determination. So, you know, that's, that's just a, just a new perspective um, for people to just kind of take a step back on, take a look at. Our mental health is just as important as everybody else's. A human is a human. So it doesn't matter what they're doing uh, career-wise, life-wise. Uh, we're all, we all are the same and we all just are allocating our energies and our health differently. So, you know, it's, it's always good. Check in on, on some of those people that you think are determined, ambitious, uh, doing things differently because they also do deserve that as well. I want to mention something too. I think, I think it's so important, obviously, that we share these conversations and that we have this, because I feel like it's so taboo as, as women to like talk about things that, um, pertain to obviously uh, the big group of females in, in its entirety, right? But I was listening to uh, the podcast Armchair Expert. It's Dak Shepard's uh, podcast with, um, and he interviewed Ellen Pompeo, who plays Meredith Grey on Grey's Anatomy. And yeah. I didn't know this, but she said she had her first child at 39. And wow. when I heard that, I was, it, it almost like took like, like, my shoulders like felt free. Like I felt like weightless. I'm like, wow, like 39, like shit. And here I am at 29 panicking that all my friends are going to have all these kids and I'll be the last one and it'll be too late for me and all this. And I'm like 39. And she said that it was the best decision she ever made because it allowed her to be in a place to make decisions for someone else. It gave her time to be, like you said, selfishly selfless and then be able to now devote all of her energy to her children because she's oh, done everything she needed to do. You 
I love that. And that just made me think of one of the greatest female leaders out there right now. And I don't know if you know her, but you might have seen, I follow her on Instagram. Um, she actually lives like up the street from me. Um, she is the uh, COO for Focus Brands, which includes, um, you know, Cinnabon and uh, yeah. Jamba Juice and all of that. She she had her first kid. She did, she met her husband, um, now husband, in her late late thirties. Had her first kid at forty. Just had her second, and she is navigating being a COO of a massive company and navigating her family. And if you follow her, look her up. Her name is Kat Cole. I have never been more inspired than a woman than her. Um, because she talks about her evolution as a person, her determination, and why she decided to wait and what her calling was in life. Um, and now she says wow. that she's a better mom because of that and a better business leader. Um, and I think she's, she's taught me so much about that. And I really, she is one of the, you know, my biggest inspirations. I always, always follow her, watch her podcast, listen to her, all of her stuff. I've heard her talk at LeaderCast here in Atlanta, but she's the same way. So everybody out there, if you're interested, please look up Kat Cole, uh, COO and president of Focus Brands. She is a true inspiration to uh, working women and starting, um, you know, her marriage and her and having her family at a later age in life and being totally okay and owning that. That's so cool. I was going to ask you because it's the one question I ask every guest I have, which is who embodies the word femme to you. And it's that like that blazer, that mentor, um, ally for others. So would you say yours is Kat Cole? Kat Cole. And it all stemmed from a leader cast seminar that my old boss uh, and mentor from IMG, he invited um, us to, and he was, that was one thing, he was a great leader because he always was so supportive of us being better overall as people too. And she was there and that was about two and a half years ago. And that was it. I, her story is so unique. I will save that for anyone to look up or Melissa reach out to her. She is so cool. Uh, maybe she'll she'll you know come on here, but she's she's such a real down to earth, incredible leader. Really, I know I know you'll like her. <laughs> I'm definitely not ashamed to slide into the DMs. So <laughs> hey, <laughs> I, 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 I I was like having like a, a fangirl moment um, because I commented on one of her videos and she responded like, and I'm like. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Like, you know, and, and I always tell her like how awesome she is and stuff. And she's super responsive. So I like fangirl over, <laughs> over a C-level executive, um, who I, I hope one day be just like, honestly. I die that you just said that because that was one of the biggest things that when I, st when I started Femme Radio, I was like, I want to create a platform to spotlight people that other people can literally fangirl over that aren't Instagram <laughs> models and like fitness models, but like actual like work women, right? Like corporate yeah. women. And that just embodied everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, she lives up the street. Like, I, you know, I've seen her, I've seen them walking around the neighborhood. I'm like, that would be so creepy if I just, I'm like, 
<laughs> you know, but uh, she, she just kind of, you know, she shows you like being, a, you know, a badass. I mean, she's doing uh, speaking seminars, leadership stuff. Um, then she's also doing like online raves and going to raves and doing cool stuff with her kids and her husband. Um, and they actually got married at Burning Man. And I don't know if you know what Burning Man is, but look that up. Yes. She's an overall badass, successful leader who owns who she is, is a great mom, super fun, gives, you know, a lot of uh, us working women who are just not there yet or in their mid to late 30s that you do have time to not only find, uh, you know, your, your soulmate in that regard, but also start a family and then continue to crush it and be a badass bitch. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Jen, this has been such a good time chatting and, and yes, sort of syncing up it. again. You certainly won't have to pressure me to come visit you in Miami. That I will yes. gladly do. <laughs> Jen, tell our listeners where they can follow you on social media, LinkedIn, wherever. Yeah, sure. I mean, if you Google, if you Google me, uh, my last name is pretty uh, uncommon. Uh, Jen Panessa, Jennifer Panessa, but you can find me on LinkedIn um, by Jennifer Panessa, full name. Uh, my Instagram is at Jen Peo, J-E-N-N-P-A-O. And then I also do have Twitter, um, getting a little bit more active on that one. So any of you are Twitter followers, please like get me in, involved a little bit more, but my Twitter is at Jen um, underscore Payo, P-A-O. So that's it. Please awesome. reach out to me. I love talking and learning from new people. Thank you for, for doing this. Your platform is incredible. Keep it up. You are truly inspiring to so many females out there. And I feel like a proud so mom. <laughs> That's it for today, Fem Radio. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to follow Jen Panessa on Instagram. And also, one thing she didn't get the chance to mention during this recorded episode please follow her sports focused page, The Venue Doyen. So it's the underscore venue underscore Doyen. D-O-Y-E-N-N-E. Do you know any trailblazing females that you think we should be featuring? Send us an email at femt at gmail.com. That's F-E-M-M-E-T-E-E at gmail.com. As always, thank you for your support as we strive to promote the growth of diverse women in all industries. Hashtag get femmed.